Leviticus 15 podcast, where you'll receive Bible study tools and tips in just 15 minutes. Well, hey there. Welcome to season three of the Focus 15 podcast. We are so glad you are here. I am Katie Orr, and I'm here with my husband. Chris Orr. Chris Orr, the Dr. Orr. That's right. And um, we are kicking off season three with a new episode, What Do I Need to Know About the Psalms? And we are starting there because we're getting ready to go through the book of Psalms in August. So if you're listening to this um, as it first comes out, you can get on the website, katieorr.me backslash 31. You can get all the details. You can sign up. We're starting on August Tuesday, August 1st. And if you're listening to this later, you can always get on there and download the free plan and just read it on your own. So there is a 31-day plan to go through the book of Psalms in 31 days. And there's about five psalms a day. Sometimes you may only do one psalm or half a psalm or two psalms if they're super long. Some days you might read eight psalms if they're super short. But I tried to make them about 10 minutes a day. So um, we'd love for you all to join us and we will be on the Bible Study Hub Facebook group for lots of tips and conversation and accountability. So if you are a woman, I guess I should say that this is for women. Men, you are welcome to start your own group if you want. Always excluding us. Yes, we're, we're excluding. Um, but this is a group for women. And anyway, so we're excited about that. And so I'm going to hand it over to Chris to tell us what do we need to know about the book of Psalms. Okay. Let's start out with something that's just a pet peeve. <laughs> Uh-oh. Everybody's got pet peeves, right? Yeah. Katie, I know you've got lots of pet peeves. Yeah. And if we were to do podcast on that, you know, on all, we could just do a whole other season those, yeah, of be a whole pet, season. Yeah. <laughs> so one pet peeve, and this I think is a is a very helpful tool if you're if you're not familiar with uh, the book of Psalms, but I hear this all the time, mm-hmm. and that's people mispronouncing yeah. the name of the book and of the individual Psalms themselves. And so here's just a quick tip: if you're talking about the whole collection of the book of Psalms, because there are 150 individual Psalms, psalms. You, you can call them plural, you can call them Psalms. If you were to say, like in a Bible study setting, turn to, and you're talking about the 23rd Psalm, that would be singular. Yes. So it would be appropriate to say, we're going to study Psalm 23. Yes. It would be inappropriate or inaccurate, I guess it would, it would be better described as, to call it Psalms 23. Right. Because you're only talking about one psalm. Okay. Yeah. So, pet peeve over, know yeah. the difference between <laughs> singular and plural. Um, but uh, but when we when we think about uh, books of the Bible, Katie and I always try to think about who is the author, the audience, and the aim. Almost every book, that's a very helpful mm-hmm. way to think through uh, the just the background and the context information it doesn't really work out well for the book of Psalms because although we know the author in many cases, we don't know the author in yeah. every case. Mm-hmm. And so uh, really the content is king in each and every Psalm. So we do know the author of several. So mm-hmm. David wrote, David, who's the king of Israel. He wrote like 70-something. I read that he recently. He wrote 73 that, that his name appears in the title. Mm-hmm. And then the New Testament gives him credit for two more. Mm. So out of the 150, uh, David writes 75 Mm -hmm. of them. And that's kind of another common 
I don't want to say mistake, but like you were saying, people say Psalms 23 or something. I think another common blunder is to assume that all the Psalms were written by David. I, yeah. I know I thought that for a long time, just because you read it once somewhere, and I'm like, oh, and then I just attributed the whole book of Psalms to David. And yeah. then I realized, wait a second, <laughs> not all and of so, them are written by David. And so while it, it may not be helpful to think of the entire book of, of Psalms, through the lens of author audience name, it's very appropriate to do that for each singular, yeah. for each, you know, psalm itself. And so there are some particular psalms, like, per, for instance, Psalm 51. We know that David wrote it. We know the occasion mm-hmm. that that he was writing it. It, it was his after his uh, sin with Bathsheba. And so he is repentant and he is reflecting mm-hmm. uh, that repentance in poetry. And so uh, it's it's more appropriate to do author audience name uh, if you're familiar with the Focus 15 method uh, for each individual psalm so long as that information is available. So, yeah, author uh, David wrote 75. Uh, a guy named Asaph wrote uh, 12. Mm-hmm. Some guys named the Sons of Korah wrote 11. And then you've got ones that uh, many of them don't have any title or any uh, mm-hmm. author information at all. And then you've got some guys like Solomon who wrote one, Moses wrote one, and then you've got the guys that no one really knows who they are. <laughs> so a guy named Ethan and a guy that's got my favorite uh, masculine name in all the Bible, and that's He-Man the Ezraite. He-Man, that's awesome. He-Man the Ezraite. Is that how you pronounce it in Hebrew, though? Probably not. Haman? Probably not. <laughs> I didn't read it in, uh, in Hebrew. It's been a, been a few years since I've, since yes. I've brushed up. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm going with He Man. So yes, He Man yes. the Ezraite wrote awesome. one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Something yeah. else I think is helpful is uh, to understand that there is an arrangement to the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the way, as these were being written, and people started to realize that these are accurate representations of God's character, and that they really are the inspired, inerrant Word of God. They started to be collected into into groups, and so obviously these were th- these uh, collections were arranged in such a way by those who were collecting them to make sense out of why they fit where they do. And so, if you just open up to uh, to a particular psalm, you may not see this arrangement. And so, I think it's helpful to know. So here there are five books, and we don't know exactly why. Because the author, the not the authors, but the, the authors and the editors never came in and said, this is why we're doing them in five books. But one reason that many scholars believe that it's arranged into five books is because it corresponds to the five books of the law. So Genesis through mm-hmm. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Is there a correlation there with the content? Not I don't think exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of a perhaps a numerical thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not a... I'm not a uh, Psalm Hebrew scholar. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave that to well, the... Well, a lot uh, of things I've been reading, too, talks about how the Psalms were actually a song book of the Hebrew people. After absolutely. they were written genera- you know, generations later. Yeah. And so it could have been that for whatever... Maybe it was a seasonal thing. I don't know. I'm totally, Stylistic. S- totally yeah. s- uh, speculating. But when the Hebrew people used this, like we use a hymn book or... I mean, not many people use a hymn book anymore, but, you know, in their in their worship time together, their gathering, maybe that's where it came from. Yeah, and so there are definitely uh, some 
stylistic reasons why some psalms are grouped together. But in terms of the first one being a direct correlation to Genesis, yeah. that I'm not yeah. sure of. But absolutely, there are as you as you read through the psalms, especially if you're doing the uh, the 31 days initiative, what you're going to see is that there are there are psalms that are right next to each other. And they're very similar in theme and in mm-hmm. content and in style. And so absolutely you're going to see those. So just uh, just before I forget, because I yeah. know if we keep going, I'm going to forget. Uh, the, the, the five books that you find within the Psalms, mm-hmm. it's 1 through 41, 42 to 72, 73 to 89, 90 to 106, and 107 to 150. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was like a... Like we were on a like a radio station that broadcasts in multiple markets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Coming to you a live. A lot of a lot of your Bibles will have that too. Like this that is will, not yeah. even a study Bible. This is the new CSB that I got, and um, it has just a simple book one. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of it, so most of the Bibles that I have, I you know I didn't know why it was there, but I've noticed that there were book one, book two, book three. So, yeah. Four or five. And so some of the themes uh, or some of the styles that you're going to see in those collections are things like uh, praising God. So psalms of praise. Uh, They might also be psalms of thanksgiving, praising Mm -hmm. God not just for who he is but particularly for what he has done. Mm -hmm. Often you'll hear David talk about how he just is just – surrounded by his enemies mm-hmm. and how he's dependent on God and God alone to save him. And so he's thankful that God does do that and mm-hmm. he's he's looking forward to the day when God will finally rescue him from all of his enemies. So you have these these psalms that are praising God for who he is and what he's done. You also have psalms of lament mm-hmm. where where people are just crying out to God. Um, you have psalms that uh, might be more historical in nature. They're they're teaching a history lesson to mm-hmm. those who are singing them. Um, you might have psalms that are uh, for specific occasions. So towards the end of book five, you have psalms that are about, they're called psalms of ascent. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we, I think, in Western culture do a lot is we think of maps and north is up. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. like we live in Kentucky and if we we're going to talk about going to Canada, we wouldn't say we're going down to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things they do in, in the Old Testament is that, that they up and down for them was literally topography. It was elevation. Mm-hmm. And so when they're talking about Psalms of Ascent, they're talking about going up mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. So it didn't matter where you lived in the kingdom, whether it was north or south or, uh, or east or west, you're going up the holy mountain, you're going up to Jerusalem. So mm-hmm. Psalms of Ascent is what they would sing on their way up. Um, and so again, as Katie mentioned, I've kind of alluded to, these are absolutely, uh, they're poetry, mm-hmm. but they were supposed to be set to music. And these were, these were worship. This was their hymn book mm-hmm. uh, in many ways. Yeah. I was, I've been reading this reflection of the Psalms by C.S. Lewis, and I've been waiting for this to ask you this question. Uh-oh. But he talks about, he basically goes through and says, okay, what are the questions I've had about the Psalms? And I'm going to go out and figure it out and mm. tell you. And so he 
he talk he looks at the cursings in there. You know, there's a lot of songs yeah. where it's like, God strike my enemies dead. Yeah. I, I curse them, I hate them. And, you know, when you read it, at first you're kinda like, Yeah, 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 yeah. They were bad. You know, go get them, God. But then when you kind of step back, because we've felt I mean, I have anyway, you know, like if somebody makes me mad, I want to retaliate. I want to do that. But when you kind of get out of the anger and out of the emotion of it, you gotta sit and think, wait a second, is that really godly character to well yeah like so new testament jesus calls us not to hate our enemies he says anybody can do that love our enemy yeah and the the example of christ would be to love and pray for them yeah so here's what i would say when we think of scripture we always have to keep in mind progressive revelation Mm -hmm. meaning that Mm -hmm. god reveals himself to us over time throughout the course of history. So there are things that we know as New Testament believers that Abraham didn't know, that Moses didn't know, and that even David didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I would say is that that Scripture, you can see grace throughout it, but grace is much more prominent and much more revealed in the New Testament than it was in the Old. Mm -hmm. Second thing I would say is that uh, just like what C.S. Lewis and what Katie said, there's a pairing for you, uh, just like just like uh, Lewis and Katie. Um, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean the Bible condones it. Right. So there's lots of things that we see in Scripture, uh, lots of horrendous treatment of people in the Old Testament, uh, and even in the New Testament. That just because the Bible describes it doesn't mean it prescribes it for mm-hmm. our use and for our benefit. And so uh, that's I, th- I think one way to restate what they said. But here's, I think, the reason why God may have left those in there. Because it speaks to a larger picture of who God is. Do you see God as a, as a God who is so petty that, that he couldn't handle the, uh, the childishness uh, of his people? I don't. Mm-hmm. I see God as so big that he is he is able to be faithful when we are faithless. Mm-hmm. He's able to be the emotionally strong one when we are emotionally weak. And so, yeah, you you catch David uh, many times in his Psalms of Lament, where he's just I mean he's going after people, and I think God's sitting there listening to him, not necessarily condoning. Yeah, you know I'm going to strike your enemies, uh, at least not here on this earth. Uh, so one thing it speaks to is God's character in that God is, is big enough to, to hear our tantrums. Mm-hmm. And he's big enough to hear our, our fits. Mm-hmm. I do think it also speaks to God's justice in that God will ultimately deal with his enemies. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not be our enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often as humans, we're really bad at figuring out who, who the real enemies are. New Testament tells us it's not flesh and blood. It's, it's mm-hmm. spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, God, as a God of justice, he will ultimately deal with his enemies, but Mm -hmm. he's going to do it in his time, Mm -hmm. and he's going to allow people like you and me, who were former enemies, the ability to come into his kingdom, even though we didn't deserve it. And so those would be some of the responses I would give to that question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, as a parent, you see a kid throwing a fit on the ground because they want another pop school after they've had way too many you know you know what's best for them is not the pop school it's good go take a nap so wipe off your sticky face and <laughs> go take a nap because you you need that rest and so he is able to discern what we need and what we don't need he's able to see our true need and not give a, in his wisdom he doesn't always give us what we want because he knows best so yeah all right well and i would say just in in closing uh-huh. here that if there is a dominant theme 
throughout the Psalms, I would argue that it's the character of God. That if you go to the Psalms and you're looking for specific theological content, what you're going to see over and over and over is the character of God. You're going to see mm-hmm. things like his goodness in creation, his ability to save, just like we were talking about, his his willingness to deal with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're going to see his holiness, his righteousness, his justice, the, the goodness of his law, uh, the fact that he is the author of truth and of life. These are the things you're going to see over and over and over. And so the Psalms are a terrific way to really connect with the Word in a way that is stylistic. It's poetry. It's art. But it's also very much conveying the truth of God's character. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Focus 15 podcast. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed these tips, share it with a friend. To learn more about Chris and Katie and the Focused 15 ministry, go to focused15.com. Have a great week.